Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, everybody? Paul Bissonnette here from the Spit and Chicklets podcast and now the TNT broadcast. I just want to give everybody a shout-out and make sure you tune in to the ML Sports Platter. Mike Lindsley back with you. The ML Sports Platter all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Rosie's Corner, Stanley Law Offices, Welch & Company Jewelers, and our awesome friends over at... Burton Ace Hardware. That's right. Winter is here. The seasons have changed. Get all of your awesome steel products. And, of course, pizza ovens available if you want to do some of that, uh, you know, pizza eating out on the back deck during the winter with your jacuzzi hot tub uh, as well. Burton Ace Hardware literally has it all inside and outside your home. All of your winter needs are at Brewerton Ace Hardware this holiday season. Route 11 in front of the Brewerton Bridge. And of course, sign up for the Ace Rewards Program. You will save bundles and bundles of money and stop by today and see all of the aforementioned prod, uh, products and more. Well, he covers all things sports and sports adjacent in Syracuse as an enterprise reporter with Syracuse.com and the Post Standard, a football insider. And he's been uh, releasing a bunch of great stuff with the new hire of the football program. He's one of my favorite people. I think he's a big market guy. He knows it. And I'm also uh, really proud to call him a friend. It's Chris Carlson at C Carlson on SU on Twitter. That's at C Carlson on SU on Twitter. Go give him a follow. Chris, welcome aboard, man. Busy times. Happy to be here and happy to have a lot to talk about. Yeah, no doubt. So your initial thought about the hiring for Syracuse football, do you like it? You know, I, I tell everybody this, like, like we know nothing. Like, like, um, I would have killed Dabo. I would have killed Clemson for hiring Dabo and I would have been wrong. And, and, Jimbo looked great, and it was wrong. So, so I don't want to tell you if I like it because I'm going to be wrong. I, I, I do think it's fascinating. Like it is so opposite everything John Wildhack has done since he's been at Syracuse. Every hire he's made has been, you know, uh, has a connection to Syracuse and sort of checks all the boxes that you would expect the head coach at Syracuse to have. Uh, in terms of they've been a head coach elsewhere before or they're the obvious assistant coach in the hierarchy. And like Fran Brown is is none of those things. He he has never been a head coach. He has minimal coordinator um, experience. He has no real ties to Syracuse University. Um, I I see the logic, but, but I'm fascinated because it is just so different. Um, and I think it's it's a big swing, um, and it could result in a big miss. I'm all in on it. Um, I agree with everything you said. You don't know, I don't know, nobody knows until he gets here and has to develop. I am worried, well, not worried, but if, if I had one uh-oh thing about it, clearly the experience part, you know, not being a head coach would you know, sound off the alarm bell. And I think number two is it's not just not being a head coach is he's jumping, not from coordinator to head coach. He's jumping two levels from, a, you know, from a position coach type of a thing, but he seems to be a guy who is an ultra kind of coach in that role. He almost coaches like a D coordinator with those secondary players. He comes from Georgia. Anything yep. that you pluck from the sec, I'm willing to take a chance on. He, yep. did, he did bring in four stars to Temple and Rutgers. It is yep. outside the box. It is risk-reward, which I'm all in on because you got to do something, which leads me to this. What, in your estimation, has to happen? I know you're going to have bad seasons at Syracuse. You're going to have bad seasons everywhere. But my big thing is you need somebody to come in here to get the sustainability thing, recruit 
you know, well, but develop better than your toss-up game teams like your Pitt, BC, Wake, Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech, and on onward. And then try to win more of those so that you go seven and five, eight and four more times than you go five and seven, four and eight, six and six, right? And then try to keep that as long as you can. Is that fair for where we are, NIL, transfer portal, Northeast football, old dome? Is that fair to say that if they do that, that breeds success? Is that success in your mind? I would consider it success. Okay. you know, I, and I know people that say like, you know, you're you're if you're not trying to compete for championships, if, if that's not what you're shooting for, you're not successful. But, you know, I, I mean, this is a sport in which the year starts and like we know that there's like 10 or 12 teams that can win the national championship. And that's it. That's the list. Sometimes it's um, two or four. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like, like yeah. it is so run it's impossible. by yeah. money. Yep. And so top heavy in terms of talent Um, and and Syracuse is, you know, it's not in the worst place. We, we do sometimes talk like it is the worst place in the ACC and that is not true. It it, it is not Boston college. Um, You know, I, I think it's better than wake forest. I think it's better than Georgia tech. Virginia. Uh, Yeah, right. Exactly. Like it is not the worst in the ACC. So expecting to beat those teams on a regular basis is reasonable and like you know to me like you have to be reasonable like Syracuse is never going to beat Florida State and Clemson on a regular basis it is probably not going to beat North Carolina and Miami on a regular basis that's just how the sport is so eight and four if those teams that puts you in a spot where if those teams have a bad year they make a bad hire they really mess it up like you're there to sort of take advantage and clean up. And that's sort of the best you can shoot for. I spent a lot of time today, Chris, and again, Chris Carlson with us, football insider, Syracuse.com talking orange football hire and in, in a little bit more here for a couple minutes on the ML sports platter brought to you by Welch and company jewelers and Stanley law offices. Uh, I spent some time today, you know, kind of telling people, you know, you, you can, as a fan, yell and scream about NIL all you want and transfer portal and all the things that you want, you know, Syracuse to have, But I think above everything is just with this climate of college football and all the challenges, you know, conference expansion is such a huge thing because we don't know in three years if the ACC is going to look the way it does now. And if they pluck Florida State and Clemson, you know, out out of there and bring them to the SEC, do we have the ACC with replaced teams? Does the ACC get blown up like the Pac-12? Is there a new conference? Is it even a Pac-12 merger with the ACC and something else? And the Power 5 stays, or does it become Power 4 and SU gets left out? Who knows what is going to happen? But I think that as long as there is a Power 5, and as long as those conferences are called what the hell ever because of all the expansion going on, Eventually, they're just going to have to call it the Big 40, right, instead of the Big 10. Um, do, do you feel that Syracuse is, I'm not going to say safe and secure and all the rest in terms of being an 8-4 and four team? Or pop, I'm saying just from a revenue standpoint that they're going to be okay and be there and be on TV a lot and have those opportunities we talked about as long as the Power 5 is there, right? Because if they lose that football money as a Power 5 team, Chris, I don't care what NIL and, and Transfer Portal does at all. You lose the, that huge contract, you're you're completely screwed, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I think it depends 
a lot of this depends, right? And some of this is out of Syracuse's hands. Like if the Big Ten and the SEC decide that they want to take their ball and play amongst themselves, like that's it. Like that is like Syracuse is not part of that. It, it will not be part of whatever a power two, you know, NFL junior world uh, looks like. Right. And now, w- but they if, wouldn't be anyways, though. What's that? They wouldn't be anyway, though. Yeah, yeah, right. So, right. so, so as long as those schools are willing to sort of play with the other, you know, power two conferences, like I think that's a perfectly fine position for Syracuse to be in. Um, now, if, if Florida State and Clemson lose, you are going to lose a chunk of your revenue. Like that is what the TV, that is what the TV networks are paying for. Mm-hmm. They are paying to broadcast Florida State, Clemson, Miami. They are not paying to broadcast Syracuse. You know, so you are going to lose a, a big chunk of TV revenue if those teams leave. Um, but I don't think that's like a death knell for F- athletics in Syracuse. You just have to, like, become the best of the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, you know, they'll cut from the revenue, the, the Olympic sports first. Um, they will skimp in certain places to make the money work. Um, and if they can win, you know, the, I think they'll still find a way to make it work. But but winning will become much more important. Like you would have to be the one of the better teams in um, whatever conference they're left in, and, and you would have to generate money sort of from outside TV. Like you will have to get people excited mm-hmm. and actually uh, sort of invested in the program rather than just taking the ACC money. Give me the best and worst of Dino Babers and why it ultimately ended. Um, you know, the, the best was like, I, I don't think we saw very many of his teams quit, you know, if any, uh, they generally stuck together. Uh, we saw that this year, you know, they won ugly, but they won towards the end. Um, they, you know, they were, they, they rarely embarrassed themselves outside of that COVID year, which, you know, we did have the regulations and, you know, I'll give them a pass for that. Right. The, the, the world was messed up. Um, you know why it's over. I mean, he didn't. He didn't get enough good players. <laughs> you know, like they, they, they just they weren't they, they weren't good enough, um, and they fell apart every November. Um, and it will be very interesting because that is what Fran Brown is here to fix. Can they get better players? We're going to find out what the recruiting ceiling at Syracuse is. Okay, finally here, Chris, let's get a thought on the Hoops team uh, early. Obviously, a couple of double-digit point losses to two Final Four contenders in Maui. I had no problem with that, the way they played and how close they were. I thought it was free throws and some rebounding and maybe some poor backcourt play uh, that cost them, but they were within six against Gonzaga. They were there against Tennessee before those two huge runs. Uh, but before that, they came back from 24 and beat a good Colgate team. They just, ro- I mean, just rolled LSU in the back end of the first half and second. Judah Mintz is, I think, going to be there all year, but he was really, really terrific in that game and and put a kid on a poster, by the way. Um, where do you land on, on the Orange here? Um, we're recording this going into the Virginia game, so people are going to hear this after, but what's your overall assessment? Give me like a state of the union, like, dislike, go anywhere you want with this team that... Uh, yeah, they're playing a little different than they did under Jim Beheim, huh? <laughs> it is a very, it is a very different looking uh, team. I think they're fun. Um, they are. You know, Judah Mintz is a is a joy uh, to watch and, and and is really really good. Um, I, I do 
worry about whether they'll be on the right side of the bubble. I think they're a bubble team. Um, I do worry about whether they're on the right side of that at the end of things. Because outside of Judah, like, I don't know that I trust anything else. So, so you know, the nights that he gets in foul trouble, if there are any, um, if he gets dinged up at all, uh, when he faces a team that actually has a lockdown defender. Now, there aren't going to be many that can lock him down, but, but, but what he does, oh. like, I don't see a whole lot of other options for the Syracuse team. So, you know, uh, I've got some worries over the long haul, but I'm, I'm enjoying this sort of first season and I'm enjoying Judah a lot. Well, and you know, when you play this style where it isn't two, three, sit back, you know, shot clock goes all the way down in a lot of cases. Offensively, you're doing a lot of the one-on-one stuff, handoff. They can't, you know, the Bayheim, the last four or six years of Bayheim, they come out of timeouts and Jimmy used to be one of the best in the nation coming out of a timeout, but then you see the offense and you're like, are they running anything? Or, you know, you saw some of that in the beginning of the year with this club, but I feel like it was more of a freelance broken play thing. When you play this wild, when you play up and down, when you you want to get into the 80s, you're going to have some loose things, man. You're going to have things fall through the cracks. You're going to have bounces go off of players' heads out of bounds. You're going to have miss uh, misses on man-to-man. You're going to have different things fall through the cracks. But I think at the end of the day, if they can all come together, they all imp- implement and, and, and grow with this style. Chris, I got to tell you, this is how kids want to play. They don't yeah. want to yeah. sit there and play 60-57. to 57. They want to run and gun up and down the floor. They do. Yep. No, I think you're right. Uh, you know, and, and I think in terms of recruiting, right? That that's yeah. You, know, you, you might have, you, you might not have been you, you probably you didn't recruit to that style this year completely, right? That this isn't a a fully overhauled Adrian Autry uh, roster. Uh, but yeah, I I think you can you can show it to recruits and be like, hey, you know, you're gonna have a blast up here at Syracuse. You're gonna play in front of thirty thousand every once in a while. We've got one of the the best basketball fan bases in the country and uh we're gonna play a fun style and and and, and we have coaches that, that have all proven that they can connect with kids right we've, we've all heard really good things about adrian and, and and jerry in particular um you know so you know i i, I like the future uh I, I am i i think people need to give it time right i know you've pointed out the, the people saying that he's not the guy uh yeah but let's so let's give him some time to actually uh put the roster the way he wants it. Yeah, he's been a head coach for a half hour. I mean, my gosh, like, (laughs) give give him time for sure. And and look, I'm not, in case Jim Boeheim hears this interview, just in case he does, Jim, I've never said to get rid of the 2-3. I still say don't get rid of the 2-3. It's still a weapon. It's still there. But a lot of times it doesn't work on specific nights and you have to have something else. This could be cool to have both man and zone. You go back and forth. Uh, and, and, and it rolls. And in the final minute or so I have with you, Chris, I got to tell you, I think the X factor of this team's Chris Bell. I mean, I think when he is rolling, hitting threes, playing that long, you know, kind of blanket defense on the wings and all the rest, he's getting to the rim and doing his thing. I like Taylor. I like Benny. I like a lot of these players. I think, you know, Copeland, I think that group, including Bell, I had said in the beginning of the year, you get two or three of those guys to take that major jump forward. This is probably a tournament team, but I just feel like when Bell is doing his thing as a two-way player, he's the X factor of the club. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, he, he's the guy that is, I mean, I, I don't know if I love it, right? The, he shoots a lot of shots where I'm just like, boy, I don't know, but a lot of them are going in right now. Yeah, yeah, right? no, and, yes, and you, no, yes, yeah, yeah, he's one of those. And, and you need guys to <laughs> yeah. make contested shots, yep. right? You, you, yep. you are, at the end of the day, going to need guys to make contested shots. Uh, I will be fascinated to see if he can do it um, yeah. over the over the long haul. But, but yeah, I agree that he is sort of an X-factor in that way. 
No doubt. Well, this was a blast as it always is. It's been too long, frankly. I see him all the time at the Dome, and I've been meaning to get him on. He's one of the best in the business. Chris Carlson, my good pal from Syracuse.com, the Post Standard Insider for all things Syracuse sports. At C Carlson on SU is the Twitter handle. Go follow him there, X or whatever the hell they're calling it now. Chris, thanks a million, my man. We'll see you soon. Anytime, Mike. See you soon. SU Sports are underway. Hi, this is Joe Convertino Jr. here at CH Insurance. In our new offices downtown, we have over our entryway. Work like a champion. We all high five it to remind us of what we're here to do for you. Is an independent agent, we're seeking the right coverage at the right price to protect your business and all that's important to you. We play as a team, win as a team. That's our theme. Count on the team who knows there's no off-season. CH Insurance, in your corner. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, man, do I have the best deal for you. How about going with my friends at Bet Online? This is one of the busiest times of year. College football, NFL, 50% off your welcome bonus today with Bet Online. Head on over to betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. It's a 50% bonus up to $1,000 with our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. B L E A V. Bet Online. Betonline.ag is the website. Bet Online, where the game starts. Fall is simply football season, and fans across the country are hoping that preseason hype leads to postseason success. In the NFL, we'll see if early Super Bowl favorites like the Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, and Bills can hold off up-and-comers. And college football fans are wondering if Georgia will make it a three-peat or if top-ranked challengers like Michigan or Florida State can take home the national championship trophy. The college football and NFL seasons are defined by big plays, injuries, and coaching decisions. As a football fan, I also want to hear about the behind-the-scenes and off-field stories that shape the season. The football interviews and topics you hear on the ML Sports Platter are shaped by lessons learned at St. Bonaventure University. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism at St. Bonnie equips reporters and hosts for digital storytelling across the sports world. Students learn how to tell compelling stories through digital and traditional platforms. They are also encouraged to envision the future of sports journalism with their capstone projects. This 100% online degree builds on decades of academic excellence, and I'm a proud Bonnie, and I can tell you that you can join me in a growing list of notable graduates, including the New York Post Mike Vaccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. In fact, you'll hear from an accomplished alum or industry expert during video masterclasses in each course. Contact an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. That's sbujournalism.com today to learn more about the online Master of Sports Journalism. That's sbujournalism.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.